The Life of a Single Parent in a Third World Country As a girl child raised by a single parent mom, I've always wanted to chronicle the struggles surrounding our lives as it could be a testimony to the pain and stigma of bringing up a girl child single-handedly. The stress on the girl child is because she is considered to be a burden in this part of the globalized world. I've also noticed that being a single parent in western parts of the world is an accepted norm, whereas the case is quite different in a third world country. During the formative years of my life, I recall waking up to the shrill voice of my mother in a heightened state of anxiety, in the process of getting ready to go to work as well as getting me ready for school. This state of panic has deep roots, which I now understand as stemming from insecurity, lack of emotional closure, fear of being cornered in both familiar and unfamiliar situations and having to deal with it solely. However, the most important route, as I now see, is the absence of a man in the highly patriarchal Indian society. A man is epitomized as the upholder of a woman's honour in a society steeped in customs and traditions born out of religious requirements. The presence of a single independent divorced woman is still an unpleasant concept in family circles and she carries that divorcee tag till the end of her life. The shrill voice which I heard in the morning would be different by evening. Why is that? And this is because my mother would return as a frustrated, upset and demotivated person thanks to the well-meaning people who'd have made her the object of their ridicule and gossip throughout the day. The most distressing aspect is that such scorn of intense degree is initiated not by a man, but by other married women who seem to derive some sort of pleasure out of such victimization. It was definitely rocket science for me to understand why Mrs. Indu could be so mean to my amma, my mom. Is it because the capability of a single mother threatened to overpower her strengths? Yes, that's true. Mrs. Indu couldn't digest the fact that my mother, despite all her odds, and what's worth noting is in the absence of a man's encouragement and support, still managed to do a way better job than her. What found me most disturbing in childhood was the strict avoidance of social gatherings which arrested my desires to play and socialize with other children. Curious queries about my absent father from different quarters of the society petrified my mother. 
she hated to reveal her marital status for the fear of being isolated from the group of married women who had presumably led happy lives. Besides this holy dread, Amma, when interrogated by nosy relatives and friends, would blurt out the most convincing story, literally an Oscar-worthy story, about how my dad's work pressures in the Middle East were curbing him from coming home. In this context, I'm also reminded of all those pain-filled moments of social rejection that I had experienced owing to the fact that I was being raised by a single parent. Thankfully, such experiences haven't turned me into a social recluse. Needless to say, the financial struggles made my mother's life more miserable and traumatic as she was the sole breadwinner of the family and had to manage without any financial assistance from my dad. Instead of reading bedtime stories to me, she spent countless hours calculating how much to make ends meet. The very sight of her tensed face during our grocery shopping would hold me back from demanding things which I had been craving for a very long time. I guess I might have just made it easy for her to raise a millennial. <laughs> Our pressing needs were not justifiable reasons for borrowing money as it was considered taboo. Come to think of it, I'm certain that people would think twice before lending money to a single parent mother. As a result of this relentless worry, my mother was often hit mercilessly by migraines, followed by diarrhea and vomiting. Yet, the physical anguish never stood an impediment to her commitments. The ambition of a single-parent mom is often regarded by elders in a conservative society as ours as it has zero tolerance for such progressive and aspiring women, and I have seen it happen in my very own house. With all due respect to my hard-working and sincere grandmother, I have seen her dissuading my mother from applying for positions in the MNCs, which would invariably cause her to arrive home late. She didn't want such late-night work to be misconstrued by prying neighbours as some kind of dishonourable activity. Unfortunately, this narrow-minded thinking robbed my mother of her many opportunities for financial growth and greater independency. At this point of time in life, I'm grateful to God that my mother is alive despite some alarming health symptoms which mercifully are not perilous to her health. As a midlifer, my mother has turned my mother's hair has turned grey to a great extent uh, that it requires frequent colouring whenever her current high profile job necessitates it. 
though my mother grumbles about her dark circles, an embarrassing double chin, some extra pounds in the wrong places, and most of all, ah, the hot flushes which torment her most of the time, and I believe plagues most women to no end, she gets up every morning for the devil to say, Oh, she's up and again and off to win. They say the life should be lived without regrets. But here is a lady who has lived her life filled with regrets and yet hasn't lost hope that someday she would be able to sleep like a baby, never ever having to toss and turn for a good night's sleep, to take over, not be under the need to cry herself to sleep. So here's wishing more power to Amma, my mother, and millions of women like her in different parts of the world.